Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Ooh, guess what? Okay, so I'm doing a live episode of my podcast today. It's February 12th. It is live episode of Why Won't You Date Me Day and my sister's birthday. I keep saying it because, you know, you try not to forget things. Anyway, I'm doing this episode with Heidi and Closet, a wonderfully fun drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, And if you can't watch the stream live, listen up. You can watch it anytime for up to a week after the ticket link is in the show notes and uh, listen i think it's gonna be fun who knows what wig i'm gonna wear i will be in a lot of makeup because that's like my my whole thing okay uh see you there but i won't because it's weird and virtual and also we're gonna do questions and answers at the end this is a long promo You Date Me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single. It's also about other things, too, because 2020 was a wild year. Uh, But I'm trying to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could break all of the vases in my house, and I would go, huh, I guess they belonged on the floor. So my guest today is um, a dancer named Teddy B. Ruxpin. Uh, Teddy, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. I, um, I was telling you before we started that, like, I came across my friend Dan sent me your Instagram live that you had done with your friend Honey Lestrange and you were talking about um, like performative allyship in the dancing community in the sex work world and uh, you were talking about like calling people out and how they were like reacting negatively and I just thought it was so interesting because I was like I feel like in every little niche pocket of like what people do everyone's having kind of the same problems. 
especially in sex work, I think. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been dancing? I have been dancing for about like five years now. And did you start in L.A.? Are you from L.A.? No, but I started when I was in L.A. because I moved out to L.A. when I was 18. I left L.A. like at the um, like mid last year. I, I snuck out. Oh, okay. Honestly, I didn't tell anybody I left. I just kind of <laughs> left. And I was like, surprise, I don't live here anymore. <laughs> I mean, I must be fun to just Irish goodbye a, a state. Goodbye. Yep. I'm not coming back. No goodbye parties. Just kind of dipping out. <laughs> I love it. I wish I could do that, but I love attention so much that I'd be like, <laughs> like when I moved to L.A. from New York, I was like, so I have to have several goodbye parties and say goodbye to everybody. And then I got a job in New York, so I was just back there almost immediately. It was so dumb. <laughs> but the attention you get from leaving and not telling anybody is just as good. Because then you start getting a slew of texts that are like, wait, where are you? You're gone. I miss you. And you're like, haha, yes. Farewell. <laughs> I fucking love that. With dancing, like being a like a black dancer... What is what is it like? Is like the racism overt? Is it are you the one black girl in a club? Your eyes just got so big. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Ooh, yeah, that's a conversation we've been having in dancing for a while. Um sex work is appearance based. I think it's shallow to act like it's not. It is. I mean, no matter mm-hmm. what your appearance is, you are selling the way you look. Um, first before you are selling your personality. And even if you're selling it to niches, you're still selling the way you look. So with that stuff, the isms of the outside world can be really, really magnified in in sex work, um, especially as black dancers, because clubs tend to be divided into what are known as like black clubs and white clubs. You'll call it that because mm-hmm. that's what you have to call it based on the girls that they hire. And so... There are, like, mixed clubs in the middle. But the thing is, whether you're at a black club or a white club, as a black dancer, you still have to fit an archetype. So you're kind of, like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm -hmm. Because if you are, like, like, a black dancer at a club that doesn't really hire black dancers, you can't, you can't really be, like black enough to make people uncomfortable (laughs) in that sense Mm. (laughs) you have to be like always really really polished always really really put together you have to look consistently better than every single white girl you work with otherwise you won't make any Mm -hmm. money um and then if you work at a black club you're kind of expected to always pander to like the like stereotypical like players club image of like a black stripper and so in mm-hmm. both cases, there it can be, like, really restrictive. You don't feel like you have a lot of, like, room to wiggle. Because I, I found my niche eventually, but it was very hard, and it took a very long time, and it took years of, like, rejection from clubs and rejection from Mm -hmm. customers and rejection from other dancers before I was able to carve out like places I can work and like people who like liked me and would like you know like Mm -hmm. follow me to different places because when I started dancing I wasn't just like black I was like I'm cool 
edgy black. I like metal and, <laughs> and stuff. I'm different. <laughs> like, I, I noticed as I became, like, as I leaned into that more, certain stuff did, like, kind of uh, close up for me. Because also, like mm-hmm. you said, you have to fit an archetype. And customers don't necessarily always like a dancer they can't understand within the first five seconds of meeting her. So that's why Mm. you'll see girls who are like rock girls. Like I'll name for an example. I don't know if you know this dancer, Malice McMunn, because he used to come to Cheetahs. Malice loves Bay Area gangster rap. That is Malice's favorite genre of music. She almost never dances to it because she's a white woman with a mohawk and she knows what people expect of her. Interesting. That's so wild. Yeah, she's like, this is, that's not going to gel with their image of me. And so people want you to be really digestible mm-hmm. in sex work. And it's a give and take where you you understand that and you play into that. And so, like, as I started getting, like, more and more tattoos, and I think back in it, and I did have dancers who went, are you sure? Because it's going to get way harder for you when you get them. And I was like, no, it won't. And it did. They were so right. <laughs> they were so right. That's so... Huh. I mean, I guess that makes sense because... Like black clubs, I I don't think I've ever been to a black club. I've only been to like white clubs where there's like one black dancer, two black mm-hmm. dancers. Uh, but like from TV, the tattoos are very like like flowers mm-hmm. or like it's like you can't really like you don't see a lot of variety. Yes. You don't see like you know horror tattoos or like uh, any like full sleeves or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like. You know, a thigh tattoo, a back tattoo, maybe one arm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is, it is interesting that like the aesthetic is so different. And it's weird that customers aren't like, I don't know, let's see, maybe I like what they serve. I think it'd be really interesting if Malice, you know, danced to like fucking rap music, like with a huge mohawk. I would be like, huh, this isn't what I expected, but like, okay. But I get it. Like people are like, they like what they know, they like what, you know, that's not weird, then they don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just easily digestible. Yeah. So as I got more tattoos, I had to lean into it and I had to like go to work, like wearing all black, like my heels got taller. I got, I will say the benefit of it is I got to get meaner because when you're like an alternative <laughs> girl, people expect you to be a little bit bitchy. And I was like, oh my God, excellent. <laughs> this is my favorite part. This is so good. I love this. Yes. Fuck you. You, you can fuck off. I don't like you. But I would notice that on nights where I was like, I don't know. I want to I want to play some Drake. People would be like, no, we don't like that because that's not what you do. And I was like, oh, okay. I misbehaved. I'll play some Marilyn Manson. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, How has it been transitioning from like live performing to performing online? Uh, Really fucking weird, but really fun at the same Mm -hmm. time. It's fun because I think like you get to get a lot weirder in what you do you don't have to be as conventional um you can play Mm -hmm. with like lighting and angles and like set and costumes and all this other stuff what's the weirdest thing you've done oh or the thing that you like the most like what's your favorite (laughs) online performance that you've done I've done a couple weird ones. I, uh, let's see I did a couple where (laughs) I like attached my phone to the ceiling and did like bed sets those weren't that weird those were pretty fun I did do one where it was Carrie-themed for Halloween, 
And at the climax of it, I turned my lights off, covered myself in fake blood, and then held like an LED light up to certain parts of my body. So you could only see like flashes of me and the fake blood at a time. I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, that's fucking cool. And then I ate a whole cup of noodle in a Naruto costume for one set. I think I saw that one. (laughs) That one was funny. We were like giggling about that. Because I, I watch with like my friends in like a, a Google Hangout. That one was I, I thought it was funny. I like I like when people can balance like being sexual and then funny because I'm like, I love a good bit. I love to laugh. This is great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to eat all the time at Cheetahs. So I wanted to give an homage to what used to be my thing in person, which was eating on stage. Did you work at Cheetahs after, because they like changed owners or something like last year. Yeah. Because I hadn't been in a minute. And then we went last Thanksgiving, walked in and we're like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. This is not the Cheetahs we know. Do you want, I mean, there's some drama around it. Do you want to hear it? Of course I do. Yes. (laughs) So uh, Cheetahs didn't change owners. They changed management. They gave over uh, management of the club to the guys who ran V-Live LA. And the girls at Cheetahs uh, found out about this because the weekend before, they were like, hey, we're going to close for two weeks for renovations, but don't worry. You're going to get your job back. Don't worry about it. You're just going to be off for two weeks. And when you come back, Mm -hmm. you'll still work here. And we were like, all right, cool. And then we got a group text message on Sunday that was like, hey, so uh, I'm sure y'all heard there's going to be new management. Um, You're free to talk to new management about employment opportunities. Uh, But as it stands, come pick up your last check on Tuesday. (laughs) So they fired us all over text. No fucking (laughs) way. For the new management. You can't, this is, (laughs) this is so fucked up. I was talking to AM uh, earlier and do you know AM? Yeah, I love AM. Yeah, and she was telling me about like uh like paying the club before you dance and stuff and like there's just so many fucked up things about strip clubs that like just aren't regulated and like it's just it's so insane to fire a bunch of people via text message. Yep. That's so disrespectful. It's truly so fucking wild. It was so bizarre. I feel like no one like really believed it happened when it happened until we all went to get our last checks and they were like, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> we were like, oh, OK. It was also jarring because we walked in and we were like, we don't know any of these people. We don't. We <laughs> Who are these people? Because they wouldn't hire any of us back. They were like, you guys can. We never said that you got fired. You can go and be hired back. No, we couldn't. They literally wouldn't hire any of the old girls back. That's so fucked up. I hate that. It's rude. It was the worst. It was because they didn't want to, they got tired of paying us minimum wage because we were employees at that point and they were over it. So So are they not paying the girls minimum wage currently? No. When When they redid it, what they were doing was they were having the girls sign contracts that said that they weren't dancers, but that they were models. What? That they we're getting paid in tips to be there. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. How fucking this is this is so fucked up. I wish I mean I don't know like like who's the manager that you talk to that's like this isn't right. It's so fucked up. It is. I mean, I don't even know where the management of Cheetahs is now. As far as I know, I'll say his name. Nick moved to Miami, <laughs> but I don't know where Bobby is. What's it like auditioning to work at a strip club? 
Do you like walk in and you're like, and you just dance? Is it? Yeah. Right. Pretty much. You walk in. Well, it's good to call ahead of time, but that's uh, not that doesn't always work because <laughs> they may change their mind when they see you. Uh, so the first test is if you ask if they're even taking auditions, mm-hmm. even if they are, if they don't like you, they'll say no. And you go, OK, cool. Either way, it doesn't matter. And you get back in your car and you go home or you go somewhere else. Damn. But if they say yes, you're like, all right, tight. Where do I go? They tell you where to go. You go in the dressing room. You put your clothes on, you tell the DJ what song you want, and then you just do your best for two to four minutes. <laughs> and that's it. Have you ever had a bad audition? Oh, yeah, I've had I've had a couple. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've had terrible acting auditions where I'm like, well, I know for a fact you're not going to hire me. I don't think you'll ever see me again. Yeah, I've had, I mean, I've had some where I went and then just halfway through getting dressed, I just had like an existential crisis where I was like, fuck, I don't want to work here. So then I just kind of like flopped around on stage and I'm like, I know I'm not giving my best. I know I look terrible. I know you guys are not impressed right now. And then I just leave and I'm like, I know you're not going to hire me. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to leave. I just came to like, I don't know, work out for four minutes. Uh, Goodbye. Did you learn how to pole first or strip first? Does that make sense? So, like, did you know how to pole dance before becoming a stripper? No. I took... Here's a fun story about AM, actually. I took two, like, two pole dancing classes before I started stripping. Um, Both of them were at Luscious Maven, where AM used to teach. And this is Mm -hmm. years before AM and I met each other in a professional capacity as, like, dancers and soldiers of pole. And she does not remember this, which I think is so funny. But afterwards, (laughs) I stayed after to talk to her because she mentioned that she used to be a dancer. And I was with a friend. Uh, This was a friend I started dancing with. We're not friends anymore. It happens. And I was like, hey... Um, we're looking at, like, becoming strippers. What classes should we take? And she looked at us and she went, don't take any classes. <laughs> You'll just learn as you go. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, okay. And uh, she was 100% right. If you're thinking of doing it, do not take any classes. Just just go dance. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, kind of the same thing with stand-up. You can take a class, but, like, the mo- you'll learn the most by just going to open mics or going to shows and looking how other people craft jokes and being like, I guess this is how I do it. Yeah. And you just kind of figure it out as you go along. You mentioned Soldiers of Pole. What's that? Soldiers of Pole is a strippers advocacy group. We used to be union focused, but now we're in a transitory period where we're kind of reevaluating what we're about. But mm-hmm. it basically is like a stripper advocate group made up of a collection of strippers and some cam girls and um full service sex workers uh we're trying to expand to be across like the spectrum of sex workers we just do shit for strippers they'll do like um <laughs> like employee like know your rights things where we were like hey these are your rights as employees these are what clubs can and can't do we did multiple like mutual aid initiatives through the year where we called it like stripping for strippers where we would strip mm-hmm. and then collect the money and like distribute it to like um like sex workers we knew who were like single mothers or people of color or like on the verge of eviction just anything we could do to like help out that's like truly so incredibly wonderful that like your community seems to really like take care of each other in a way that i'm like 
more communities can do that. Like people could put money back into their communities and whatnot and just like help a little bit more since like the government has been like, we will not help. That's just something we don't do. So sorry. It's crazy to me. It's crazy that we as people have to do shit like this. But like, what a what a beautiful thing. Like, that's really fucking incredible. I love that. Oh, yeah, it's been great. I've gotten more. I mean, I've gotten way more like mutual aid and money from like the sex worker community than I have from the government or anyone else during this time. So it's been really helpful, which is fucking insane. That's crazy. We're like in a pandemic and you guys are like, all right, well, let's just fucking do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're all we got. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Real quick. We got to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because... Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to Newly.com, N-U-U. L-Y.com that's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com newly with two U's with code DATEME20 newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
you know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So... Even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. Uh, so Teddy, can I, th- this is like a love and relationship podcast. So like, I got to do my due diligence and talk about love and sex and shit. Uh, are you single or are you married? Are you dating? What's your status? Oh, I'm dating. I'm not married. I'm just dating. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you dating through the pandemic? How's that been? Uh, it's been pretty chill. I got I got out of like a long term relationship at the start of the pandemic, which was really fucking annoying. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> pissed me off because I was like, "Cool, I'm single." Hello, everyone. I had a no joke. I had a list that I had been like accumulating over the years of people who were like who I was close to or who I was attracted to who were like, "Hey, whatever you get out of this relationship." please call me like this is not a joke this is not a drill I think you're very cute (laughs) and I was like okay cool time to hit up this list and then we're in a pandemic uh it couldn't happen but what was nice was there were a couple people who I like developed deeper relationships with I'm not doing uh monogamy right now because uh, no why not (laughs) why not not do that Yeah, why not? It's 2021. Yeah. But there are a couple people that I am, like, really close to. 
And at various points during the year, we did manage to have some safe contact. (laughs) That's so nice. I've had no safe contact with anybody. It has been awful. But I did, uh, was gifted a, so I uh, dislocated my ankle and I was gifted a Theragun. And I learned a Theragun's not too strong for my pussy. So that's a nice thing I learned. Yay. (laughs) Oh, the pandemic needs to end. I'm so tired of this pandemic. I hate it so much. It's truly awful. Um, is (laughs) Is dating hard as a sex worker? Like, do you run into people who are like, just like incredibly jealous of what you do and like, just like not, not good at like coping with it? Oh yeah. All the time. Uh, or people who are like, yeah, totally, I'm fine with it. And then they are not <laughs> fine with it. <laughs> um, so I find I typically end up, if anything develops with anybody, it's with someone who has either dated a sex worker before or like has been a sex worker themselves. I found at that point, mm-hmm. those are the only people that stuff tend to work with. Either like um, one of the people I talk to now used to run their ex's cam shows. <laughs> So they were mm-hmm. like, yeah, I get it completely. I used to be like moderating my ex's <laughs> chat room and being like, hey, don't give that for free. So I was like, okay, you completely understand kind of like the line between like business and like pleasure. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people just legitimately don't get it, which is so confusing to me because to me it makes perfect sense. But I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. I feel like it makes sense too. But then I guess maybe not. I don't know. I guess a lot of people like me personally. Sure. I talk about comedy and like acting or whatever with like my actor comedy friends. But like if I'm talking to somebody who's not in the business, I can fully have a conversation with them. And I think there's some people who identify their job to be their life. Mm -hmm. And they just they there is no separation. Have you seen Soul, the Pixar movie? I have not. I heard it was very cute, though. It is very cute. And the main character, I'm not spoiling anything. He's just like really obsessed with jazz. And like part of it is like you're more than just this jazz obsession. And I think a lot of people have a very hard time moving past like they let their jobs define them where it's like, no, what are your interests? Like, do you have a hobby? Like, what do you love? Do you like a horse? Like, maybe you're a horse person. I don't know. I think people have a hard time with that. That's fair. I think the difference is in like in sex work, you'll find a Not a super strict, but a stricter, like, cut between, like, your professional life and your private Mm -hmm. life. Like, one of my favorite uh, stripper culture things is that you know you're close to a stripper when you know her real name. (laughs) That's how I've always, like, known I've become someone's friend is when they've, like, hit me with their government. (laughs) And they're like, Mm -hmm. we can hang out, like, outside (laughs) of this context. And you can see, like, me in my daily life, which is, like, my government name versus, like, Sapphire. Mm Mm-hmm. How did you come up with your name? I mean, I understand it. It's the the 80s teddy bear. Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. Teddy was a labor of love. I came up with it when I, when I first, oh, gosh, I think I think back on myself as like a little baby stripper. And I'm like, oh, you're such a little clown. <laughs> but when I first started dancing, I had like a little list of names I wrote out. And I was like, I'm going to try every one of these. And then the first time a DJ asked me, I just blanked. And I was like, uh... Uh, Teddy, because I used to work at a 20 store in my teens and me and my coworker were like, let's come up with like 20s names. So that was the name I had done. And I just like, it stuck. And every time I mm-hmm. thought about changing it, 
customers, other dancers, and DJs would be like, I've never met another dancer named Teddy. You should just keep it. It's kind of like your mm-hmm. thing now. And I was like, fair enough. And then one night when I was at Cheetah's, there were, um, it was a party night and there were a couple girls there with last names because usually in the dancing world, if a dancer has like a last name as her professional name, it means one of two things. Either this dancer does burlesque or they do porn. Those are Mm -hmm. typically the main reasons you'd have a last name. And so the DJ, because there were a couple of dancers with last names, was just assigning last names to anybody, everyone, because he thought it was funny. <laughs> and he was like, hey, what about yours? And I was like, I don't know. What about, like, Teddy Ruxpin? And he laughed, and he was like, ha-ha, like the talking teddy bears. And he was like, I think it needs something else. And I was like, put a B in it, because the B stands for B. Because <laughs> the B stands for bear. <laughs> and it kind of just, like, stuck ever since. <laughs> That's honestly very funny. Teddy Bear Ruxpin. Yeah. You know, like the that's very funny. <laughs> it's my brand now. That I didn't realize that strippers usually only have <laughs> one name and then burlesque and like porn porn actors have a first and a last name. That's funny. Yeah, it's a really interesting like cutoff. I first learned that when I would because before I danced with burlesque girls, I danced with girls that did porn. And I'd be like, why does she have a last name? And then other girls would be like, Google her and you'll figure it out. And then I'll be like, oh, <laughs> good for her. <laughs> Keeping that branding going. I'm good for her. That is so interesting. Maybe, I don't know. I was trying to figure out the reasoning. I was like, maybe they have last names because, and then I couldn't figure it out. And I was <laughs> It's inconvenient to be a stripper with a last name, honestly, unless you have like a performance brand. It's very, it's unwieldy. You're right. Because it's just like you get announced and you're on stage and it's like, well, we don't really have time to get through all your names. Just get on stage. Yeah. I wonder what my stripper name would be. You got to pick something fun and sexy. I mean, maybe like fluffy. No. I don't know. I think I think I would just use my full government name, <laughs> which probably isn't smart. That also works. I've danced with a lot of people who have used their full names. So maybe it's not so bad. Yeah. Um, how long was your relationship that you were in before you broke up? Five years. Dang. Yeah. That's such a long time. I can't imagine being in a relationship for five years. I've never been in a relationship. So like five years seems like such a long time. It was five years with a male comedian from L.A., so I've done time, to put it that way. A male comedian? I wonder if I know them. Probably. (laughs) 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 We'd probably also, like, run into each other at shows. I know also part of his stand-up bit used to be, my girlfriend's a stripper, which, fine, but then I would, like, go to shows and people that I didn't know would be like, hey, you're a stripper, right? And I was like, oh, th- how do you know? Uh, how do you know? Did you have a problem with that joke? I think I might have. I think I would have been like, you can't do that. Don't don't tell people what I do before I get a chance to tell them. Yeah. I don't mind people knowing. I would just rather be the one to tell so that I could gauge the situation and be like, yeah. this is a person I can tell this to. Or just I'd rather you not know this about me. Yeah, because you don't fucking know how people react to things. People are fucking insane. They're truly just Mm -hmm. so fucking wild. Um, So with you being single now, are you on the apps? Have you ever been on the apps? I have been on the apps. I hate the apps. I, like, get on the apps (laughs) during, like, extreme lapses of horniness. And then, like, two days later, I delete all of them every time. I can't Mm. handle them. I hate them so much. (laughs) 
They are truly awful. I I'm on all of them. The ones I'm on now are, oh my God, Tinder, which truly has been not good. Like Tinder has been so bad lately. Successful. Um, and then I'm on Raya, which is bad. Bumble, which is like fine. Hinge, which is like, uh, okay. I like matched <laughs> with this man on Hinge. I want to read you the conversation because it was very, it made me laugh. Oh, wait. I was looking up glory holes and I found a one in Berlin. Okay. So I'm like, <laughs> I've been looking for lady glory holes. I can't find any in uh, like the United States, but I found a couple in Berlin. And then I was like, I can't go to Berlin right now. And the reason why I want the glory hole is because of COVID. But anyway, this is what this, <laughs> <laughs> this is what this man said to me. He said, this was New Year's Eve. He goes, you're available tonight. And I was like, available for what? He was like a New Year's kiss. I was like, bro, we're in a pandemic. I'll kiss you through a computer or meet you at a glory hole, but no kiss. And he said, we could get a COVID test today. However, your glory hole suggestion is more of a 2020 mood. And I was like, where are you getting COVID tested where you instantly know the results that you didn't pay for? <laughs> like, the, sir, those tests are like $200. Like, what? What? It made zero sense. And then he promptly unmatched me. And I was like, okay, this is probably for the best. Your horny level and his horny level were at two different points. <laughs> yeah, like I'm horny, but like not going to put myself in danger for some mediocre dick that I don't know. Yep. And he very much is willing to put himself <laughs> in danger. <laughs> he was like, I will fucking die for some pussy. And it's like, it's not that serious, my friend. You don't have to do that. It's really not worth it. Just, <laughs> just buy like one of those eggs. You'll be fine. It'll pass. So are you still doing online shows or no? Like, has things slowed down? What's going on? No, uh, we're still doing online shows. The show I do, we went on hiatus for like a month last mm -hmm. year. Uh, but we have reappeared. We're back. We're back in better than ever. We're back in gaining steam. And this is Cool Cats? Yeah. We are back. We're going to be doing more shows in 2021, which I am happy about and terrified for because we only have three producers, so we're all constantly working. <laughs> but oh, it's boy. okay. We will survive. We're going to be doing four shows a month, two Friday shows and two Thursday shows. Oh, shit. I'm going to be running the Thursday show. <laughs> I don't know why I laughing. I love that you're laughing because I feel like you're thinking about how much work you're going to have to be putting into this. <laughs> Yeah, And, like, talking about it is, like, one thing, but, like, actually, like, executing it and doing it is a whole nother thing. Painful. <laughs> Painful. <laughs> but the Thursday shows are going to be our our weird, like, art house, art school shows. I was told by the other producers. It's, like, they're, like, it's you and the other, like, weird bitches we have on the show. <laughs> you get to be as weird as you fucking want for the Thursday shows. And I was, like, great. It's not going to be sexy at all. <laughs> no sex. Just weird. I mean, I like that. I like that there's different, you know, there's like little niches in sex work. It's like it could be fucking weird as shit or it could be like very, very sexual. I lean towards like I like the middle. I like it right in the middle. Like it's like, ooh, this is a little weird. Ooh, it's kind of sexy. Ooh, okay, whatever. I like it. Yeah. People pay for weird. So like people don't think about it. They don't realize it. But people will tip for weird when i used to eat chips at cheetahs mm -hmm. those were always the nights where i would make the most money especially because i would just sit there i'd be like i'm gonna take a little break don't look at me 
I'm going to eat this bag of sun chips. I will dance. But first, I need a snack. <laughs> and people were really into it. I think it just speaks to a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I love it. Just, I need a little snack, and then I'll fucking do it. <laughs> Give me my snack first. You know, I'm like, but first, first, I need a little, I need a little break. I need a second. I need to refuel. But then sometimes people would, like, throw money in my bag of chips, and I hated that. Because I'm like, I actually eat these chips. Like, it's not a joke. I'm really going to eat these <laughs> chips when they get off stage. <laughs> Why would you do that? That's fucking rude. It's like, don't put money in the bag. Just put it on the fucking stage. I'll get it. Cheetahs was like the least rude club, but people who do weird shit like that all the time. They do that. <laughs> people would like try to eat my chips and I'd be like, I don't know you. <laughs> get, get your hand on my chips. People have boundary issues. I feel like everywhere you go, like, I don't know what would possess someone to be like, I'm going to put my hands in this stranger's chips. But I guess it's like, well, you're performing for me. So like, you're mine for now. It's the same thing with comedy. Like when people meet you after they like will grab at you and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know you. I know you think you know me because you we just spend an hour of me talking to you. But like this, it's not like the barriers are all down and do whatever you want to me. Yeah, people do that a lot and stripping. And I'm always like, hey, no, you got to pay for that. Like you can do it. Mm-hmm. But as I always say, I'd be like, nothing's free. People are like, can you do this? And I'd be like, can you give me some money? <laughs> and then we can talk. Yeah, I think it's with a lot of artistic things that people fucking are just like, oh, it's artistic or it's like, uh, I don't think, to me, there was no skill, so it's free. It's like when people, like, when when you try to commission art and you're like, how much? And they're like, 2000 You're like, for this? And you're like, yeah, it took it took time. I created it. You want it. That's the price. And they're like, are you sure? And it's like, well, can you do it? Yeah. You get up on this stage and you do it. And it's like, you going to make any money? Probably not. I've only said that, I think, like three or four times dancing. But every time it's been so, so satisfying. I got I got meaner and meaner <laughs> the longer I dance, which I think happens. Um as you, you'll know a dancer has been dancing a long time because she doesn't feel like she has to be nice to you, which mm-hmm. is very cool. It's my favorite thing. But I used to work at, before Cheetahs, I worked at this tiny little dive bar in the valley called Star Garden, mm-hmm. which was another in the chain of like fun rock dive bars like Cheetahs and Jebos. There's also Star Garden, their little indie cousin in the valley, which mm-hmm. isn't cool anymore, but was very cool when I was working there. I was there at the end of the heyday, truly cresting the wave. And one night, I was dancing, and there were a group of ladies off stage who, I guess, had just returned from a pole class. And they were watching every dancer. And then as we went up, they were naming our move. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> rating them by degree of difficulty oh and it was just weirding everyone out because it's another like dancer pole dancer thing but strip we don't strippers don't have names for the moves we do that's Mm -hmm. only in the pole dance world i don't know what to call any of the things (laughs) i can actually do i don't give a fuck i will i've been to other dancers and be like that thing you do where you like wiggle your leg and you do how do you do that and then you kind of do like finger movements until you Mm -hmm. both realize the move Mm -hmm. you're talking about and that's how that's how you learn it. And that's fine. That works for us. And so the lady's like, oh, that's that. I can do that. We did that in class last week. But 
they also weren't tipping. <laughs> so it was just oh, extra insulting. Because no. they were like just watching, not really paying, but like rating everything and being uh-huh. like, I could totally do that. I don't think that's that hard. And so I think it was like the third time I'd gone up with them on, they'd been pissing every girl off, but they're all like, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. I had had a couple drinks in me that night. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to say something. So... I got off the pole and I stomped over to the edge of the stage where they were. And I was like, if you think it's not that hard, you can do it. And they like got really quiet. And I went, no, 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 here. And then I took off my pleasers and I put them on the tip rail. And I went, look, <laughs> if you wear a nine, you can put these on right now. You can borrow my shoes. Go ahead. I'll tell the DJ to play a song for you. And you show me what you've got because you can do it so much better than me, apparently. <laughs> and then they left. <laughs> and I was like, good. <laughs> get out of here i fucking love that also i didn't know that in stripping that you don't have names for moves which is funny because i i dabble in polls i'm not very good but uh i'll like post something and be like is this a thing did i do something and then in the comments like a ton of poll dancers will be like it's called a da 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 and it'll be like three or four or five different names and then like a stripper will comment and be like it's something i don't know what it's called <laughs> and it's just very yeah, funny like, to me we're like n- names <laughs> what that's also why when i would like talk to girls who like do pole dancing they'd be like oh cool so can you do with this and i'd be like a what and then they'd show me and be like oh yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take for you to get good at it uh <laughs> forever honestly um i mean i will say once you get good at it you only get better but i'm sure in my head it took shorter than i think it did mm-hmm. but for me for such a long time i i just i felt like i looked awkward even when i probably didn't so in my head it took me like three years to not be like completely inept uh but it's I mean, you learn on the job. I think it's better to learn on the job because um, pole dancers and strippers dance differently. Mm -hmm. Very, very differently. You can tell when someone has taken a lot of pole dances before they came to stripping. Even, like, the way you move is different. This isn't to say pole dancers aren't sexy or they can't be sexy. Mm -hmm. But strippers are sexier. (laughs) Because inherently, everything (laughs) we're doing is meant to look hot. So mm-hmm. you're very, very conscious of every single movement and the hotness, not the strength or mm-hmm. the grace, but the hotness of it. That's the basis. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Also, you conserve. Strippers do a lot more moves that conserve energy because I've noticed with like pole dancers, you have like really, really complex combos. Everything you do in the pole is really slow and really graceful. Mm-hmm. But for strippers, it's I have to do this shit at least five times today. <laughs> And it has to look as good every single time. So I'm not going to do all of that because I'm going (laughs) to, this is going to be repeated. I'm not going to be like, look at me, gently ascend the pole. Like, no, I'm going to do stuff when I get up there. Don't worry about me climbing up there. But it took, oh, it took me so long. Because when I started, I didn't know any pole stuff. I just did a lot of floor work. And then I just, I mean, what helped was, for one, I'm I'm cute, and my voice is high-pitched, so <laughs> girls, other girls thought I was cute, which very much helped. They were just like, you're a baby, and I was like, I am a baby, please help me. <laughs> um, but then also, I was just willing to, like, take an L constantly. I would go mm-hmm. up to girls who I knew didn't hate me, 
and who's dancing I really like, specifically girls who had really similar body types to me. So Mm -hmm. I was like, this is realistic in terms of what I can do. And I would be like, hey, I really like that. Like, how do you do that? Or I'd be like, is there something you think I'm, like, doing wrong? And I remember there was this one girl, and I really, I admire her for this. I think about her to this day. She looked at me and she went, you would be way better if you, like, figured out how to do a transition. And she was like, you're really awkward. You'll do something and you'll stop. And Mm. you need to keep going. And my friend was like, that's really mean. And I was like, what? No, that means this girl watches me, which Mm -hmm. is incredible. Because I didn't think she'd ever met me before in her life. She was so pretty. (laughs) I loved her so much. But I was like, too, that was legitimately really, really good advice. So I spent like a month working on like transitions. I would come in and work day shifts when it was really slow, just Mm -hmm. so I could bother the girls on day shift into teaching me a pole trick. They'd be like, there's no one else here. Can you please show me how to do this? (laughs) And the rule is, as long as it's not someone's like proprietary move, as long as it's not the move where they didn't necessarily invent it, but they're, like, the only girl at the club who does it. Because mm-hmm. everyone does have, like, not to make it, like, a fighting game, but everyone does have, like, a move. What's your move? Uh, I have two. I kick the ceiling. <laughs> I used to kick the fuck out of the ceiling at Cheetahs. I kick the ceiling, and I do this thing. I think it's on my Instagram. But I invert all the way, and then... I tuck the pole in my hips. That's the only part of my body touching it. And I put Mm -hmm. both arms behind my back. And then I wiggle my legs so it looks like I'm walking down, upside down. Oh, wow. That's fucking cool. Thank you. Someone stole it and took it to Jumbo's. And then she told me she stole it. And I was like, why would you tell me? You could have just taken it. Why would you tell me you stole my move? That's so weird. It is funny that she's like, I stole it. Um, Sorry, I'm not going to stop. Yeah, she was like, I took your move. Sorry. And I was like... You just, you could have never mentioned that, and I would not have known. But now I do know, and I'm annoyed about it. <laughs> but, yeah, I would just hassle girls, and I'd be like, please, 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 just teach me how to do this. And they'd just be like, all right, but you can't be afraid to fall. And Have you ever fallen off the pole? Yeah. Like, from a high place? Have you seen the video of the girl who falls from, like... Like the top of the fucking pole. Yes, and she broke her jaw. It's terrifying. She broke her jaw. I didn't realize she broke her fucking jaw. Oh my god! She broke her jaw. She truly kept dancing after. But I guess you're in shock if you like have that yeah. hard of an impact. Plus, everyone everyone falls at least once. It's just it's mm-hmm. how you fall. If you try to like not make it as bad, I fall in. Uh, I just always. Play it off. <laughs> Act like I meant to do that. I'm really into... I mean, it's my fault. I'm really into doing drops, like suicide drops and mm-hmm. nosebreaker drops, which are so named because if you fuck up, you can fuck yourself up. Mm-hmm. And I have... I do know there was, like, one nosebreaker drop I did at Cheetahs where I very much overestimated made him in the floor and, like, smacked, like, <gasps> the wall. That's my face in. But then I just, like, looked up and I was like, <laughs> I don't think anyone saw that. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Everyone act like they didn't see that. My God, that seems painful. It is. I've only fallen off the pole once. And it's like a, I don't know, it's where you like, uh, you do a pole sit and then you lean back Mm -hmm. and then you just hold it like, and then you cross one of your legs over the pole and over your leg. 
Uh, I think yeah. I tried to do that, and it I did it for uh, like truly like maybe two seconds, and I was like, I think I got it, and then my body was like, no, bitch, and I fell, <laughs> and I had a mat like around my pole. Thank God, because I felt because I climbed a little bit and was like, I'm gonna do it from like a high place, and then oh, I fell real hard. It hurt. <laughs> It does. But then you just kind of shake it off and go, well, let me try it again. There's a reason strip clubs are all in red light. You do not want to see what our legs actually look like at the end of a (laughs) ship. It is bruises galore. How did you learn how to walk in heels or was that something you just could do? That was something I could do. I had a heels phase in high school, so I Mm. was already pretty decent at it but i just the trick is with pleasers is you just have to wear them constantly before you wear them to work when i buy a new pair i wear them around the house for at least two days just to do mundane shit like i play video games in them i do laundry in them i cook in them i use the bathroom in them just to get used to it i uh i just i'm not good in heels they're hard they're hard they're so hard to walk in i can't do it it's okay. They're hard, but you get used to them. And don't think that, like, strippers don't fall. We fall all the time. Um, I think in clubs, stable, beautiful. Everyone's graceful. The second I was, like, outside on, like, a surface, like, going outside of cheetahs to smoke, mm-hmm. just Russian roulette. I could have hit a cigarette butt <laughs> and just completely gone. <laughs> and also, everyone falls, like, at least once or twice. You're good. <laughs> I've fallen in heels just once. I'm like very, very careful. I walk very slowly. It's the least sexy thing you'll ever see. And uh, one day I'll get good in them. I don't fucking know. You will. And then you'll just like start wearing higher ones and higher ones. And once you go higher, you never go down. Like I can't wear under eight inches now when I wear pleasers. I typically stay anywhere between eight and ten because those are my favorites. That's insane. <laughs> ten inches. <laughs> that, that's so big. And then heavy. Yeah, 10 inches are the ones they sell with the warning that you're not supposed to dance in them Mm -hmm. because they don't want you to sue if you break your ankle. (laughs) (laughs) But it's fine. I'm 5'8". I'm really, like, not even that tall. But in 8-inch pleasers, I'm, like, Mm 6'2". And in 10-inchers, I'm, like, 6'5". I love it. It's my favorite thing to sit (laughs) down and have a whole conversation with a dude sitting down and then he's like yeah let's go for some dances and i'm like let's and then we both stand up and i'm just like staring down at him. <laughs> like are you ready to go it's so funny i love it so much they don't like it i love it <laughs> let's and then you just like keep expanding you're just so <laughs> tall like, that's sure. so fucking funny <laughs> Um, let's see. So I'm a single lady. Do you have any advice for me to like find somebody? Like how are you good at like flirting? Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you're probably very good at flirting. What's a flirting trick that I can use? Oh gosh, that's a good one. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I'm always, I feel like it's good to be off the cuff. You're a comedian, so you know. I think it's best to be as funny as you possibly can. Being funny really disarms people. Okay. And they like, never see it coming. I'll also say, uh, this sounds creepy, but it does work. If you like mirror people, like mirror their body language, people oh. really, really like it. Oh, interesting. Also, if you're trying to get something specific out of someone... Look in, like, the direction you're trying to go. Don't make it, like, super obvious, but do it, like, a couple times into the conversation. 
and they'll they will look over there and they'll start thinking about it because I mean as a dancer I would like just like glance at the dance room and dance back and I try to do that like three times at like three random points in the convo because by the third time I did it the dude would like turn and look and I'd be like good now we're now we're both thinking about it <laughs> wow so flirting is just subliminal messaging very much so it's just mind control this is great. This is actually very, honestly, this might be the most helpful thing that anyone's ever told me. <laughs> You're welcome. From a professional flirter. Yeah. This is fucking fabulous. What's like a good opening line to somebody on a dating app? Do you have any? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really, I'm really, I mean, I was on dating apps mainly to hook up. Mm-hmm. So I was never really very, uh, like, clever or, or cute. <laughs> I don't know really good openers. I usually just ask people if they want a fun fact because I'm just loaded up with really stupid fun facts. Okay, so if I said, yes, I want a fun fact, what would you respond with? I would say, did you know that penguins have knees? They're folded up inside of their body. What the fuck? Is that real? Yeah, penguins have knees. <laughs> <laughs> My little penguin skeletons. That's fucking wild. There you oh go. my god! What a That's fucking a good great! One. I didn't. I didn't know that. That's very. Ugh. Now I have to look that up. That's. Uh, I don't know how I feel. Mm, yeah, it's a if, treat. Once you mm. think about it, every time you see a penguin, you're just like, "What if you stood up?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I ask all of my guests this because we're towards the end. But would you date me? I would date you. Ooh, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Do you have anything you want to promote? I do. So as I mentioned earlier, I have an online show. I produce with two of my best friends called Cool Cats Online. We do shows every every second and... No, fuck. Every first and third Friday and every second and fourth Thursday of the month. So if it's a Friday or a Thursday, you can catch us. Come hang out with us. Uh, We dance. I get really drunk and say a bunch of other fun facts. (laughs) And it's always a really fun time. (laughs) I can attest. I've been a bunch of times. Uh, Also, I think it's like only $10 or $5. How much is it? The tickets are $6.66. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fucking cheap. And it's fun. Six, 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 six. Uh, so and then what is do you want to put your Instagram out there for people to follow you? I do. You can follow me on Instagram at Teddy B dot Ruxpin and come say hi. Yeah. Yes. OK, so uh, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it. You can subscribe. You can Leave me a nasty message in the iTunes or fucking Apple Music review or this person DM'd me. Uh, they said, Nicole, I want. Oh, and you have to like hit on me and say something nasty. So this person said, Nicole, I want to lay on a table. I want to lay on a table and have you sit on my face while I eat your pussy till you come so hard. You levitate like David Copperfield as you lip sync. Jump in the line from the movie Beetlejuice as you rain <laughs> pussy juice down like a mighty hurricane. Uh, thunder in the background as you float back down your body quivers and pulses uh, of orgasm ripples through your body and a priest stands by praying for our souls and blessing our ministry as I'm covered in holy water from a fountain from your beloved pussy um praise the lord (laughs) did a bunch of water emojis honestly this one's very funny 
So thank you very much for sending this one to me. Okay, bye-bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by... Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.